I am Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a trading problem. And I am Coach X, and I, too, have a trading problem. I'm excited to have Coach X on because, well, for two reasons, really. First of all, weirdly enough, Coach X lives like 10 minutes away from me, <laughs> yep. and for some reason, we still didn't think to do this in the same place. Yeah, well, why didn't we? Th- I was... I- I- like, it's bad enough that I forgot to tell him we record on Skype and he had to download it right now because he uses Hangouts to record. But we were never like, dude, we should just, like, get a beer and record this somewhere. You, so, idea for the future. Yeah. We're getting a beer somewhere and recording somewhere. For sure. And you live closer to my job and, like, I rushed home to record this. And I could have just came <laughs> by you and just did it there and it would have been done. Man, we could have ordered a pizza or something and just, you know, I sat do, down and recorded. I do want pizza. Now you made me hungry. All right, well, you're going to wait till after we're recording now. Okay. <laughs> and reason number two I'm excited to have Coach X on is because we already had Rod on, and to steal a little bit of your thunder of introducing yourself, you have a podcast with Rod, so why don't you just jump straight into that? We do. Our podcast is named Top Shelf Daily Fantasy Football, um, Top Shelf DFF for short. Uh, we just launched, I think, March 1st, and you know we have a, we have a website. It's called Top Shelf Daily Fantasy. I mean, sorry, it's called TopShelfDFF.com. We actually changed the name, made it a little bit shorter. Um, we post articles in there. We just finished our running back rankings this week, working on our wide receiver rankings um, towards the end of this week. Uh, record a podcast. We try to do it once a week. Once the season starts, we'll do it twice a week. But uh, we just like to have fun, talk about football. You know, try to break down, try to have guests on, and hopefully, we'll be able to uh, have Dynasty Outhouse and uh, Brian on a little bit later this. Uh, off season. I mean, you just got to ask. We're all about whoring ourselves out. (laughs) All right. So let's jump into the fun guest interview stuff. How long have you been playing fantasy football? Uh, Pure fantasy football, about eight years since like 2010. I would say since I was like a sophomore in college or junior in college. Yeah, about about eight years. All right. So we've already established that you're much younger than I am. (laughs) How long have you been playing Dynasty? Um, Four months. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, just started this year. Uh, I'm in ten dynasty leagues now, so that the chain, the turnover happened really, really quickly. But um, I love it. You know, I, I like the component of looking at young guys and addressing different values based on you know that age component and and you know maybe where they're going to be next year and and things like that. So I like kind of looking you know for the future. Nice. Uh, come rocking down with the sickness. I like. Yeah. It. All right, so I guess this is going to make this next part a little hard. Did you, have you done any trades yet? Do you have any best or worst trades? Oh, like, oh yeah. I mean, I've done a bunch of trades. I mean, I've done trades in the redraft leagues too, but um, the worst trade that I've – it's not by me, um, but by someone in Dynasty Fanatics 1. Uh, we were in the startup draft, and you know, we get an alert you know, on our phones, like an email, and then like – you know, we're all in group me, so like they send the trades through there too. And it's uh, Patrick Mahomes for Christian McCaffrey. Straight up. I mean, super flex? Uh, yeah, super flex, yeah. All right, that makes it better. And I was like, everyone was like complaining, like saying it was like, you know, it was fixed. And I was like, well, I mean, it's it's not like a terrible trade, but it's like, it's not good, but it's not like atrocious where I could like think there was some conspiracy theory or, you know, or something like that. But um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I, I mean, especially if you're new to Superflex, like I definitely have done some bad quarterback deals yeah. in the past before I really knew what they should be worth. Yeah. But that, yeah, you're right. But that's not great. The thing about, but it's, it's, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to agree with you that, that that's not great, but it's definitely not cheating. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing with that deal was the team that traded Mahomes away was weak at running back and the team that traded, Christian McCaffrey away was we get quarterback. So like I could, I could see why the value was there for both guys and why they maybe, you know, wanted to make it happen because they kind of had to help their team out a little bit. So right. it was, it, was, it seemed fine to me. 
Yeah, and like why I will always go with hashtag never veto, because for all we know, Mahomes is going to tank. Exactly. And, you know, that's the reason everyone thinks it's unfair is because this guy got a quarterback for, uh, what do you call, uh, CMC, like 102-ish, I mean, and Mahomes is worth more than one first, and it's really just... Oh, man, what's that word? Perceived value. There you yes. go. Because we haven't really seen him do it yet. So, for all we know, uh, Mahomes sucks and the CMC guy won. So Absolutely. <laughs> hashtag never veto. All right, so let's hear some... Have Look, I, I want a good trade that you've done. Oh, man, a good trade that I've done? Oh, all right, how about a oh trade no, I have one. Lost? I have one, actually. Okay. I have one, actually. I got I to gotta remember what it is, though. I just traded. I just did it in a startup. Um, I posted about it, actually. So I traded um, Alvin Kamara for Christian McCaffrey. Speaking of Christian McCaffrey, that's kind of funny. Um, Royce Freeman. Uh, there, It was like their next pick, which was like three picks away. End of twenty twenty first. I got a wow. I got a really big haul for Alvin Kamara, and I was kind of happy about it because, like, I have zero shares of Alvin Kamara right now in any of my leagues. And um, what had happened in this league was I traded up to the one hundred six spot and got to take Le'Veon. I wanted Saquon to fall to one hundred eight, but the guy at one hundred seven took him, so then I took Alvin and was looking for trade partners every, you know, like like consistently throughout the uh, throughout the draft because I knew of his value, I knew of his perceived value, so um, I kind of wanted to exploit that a little bit. So I think I got a pretty good haul um, late in that draft. And that draft pick that I traded for ended up being uh, TJ Watt in IDP. So um, I think that was a good kind of haul. So Royce Freeman, TJ Watt, and Christian McCaffrey, and a 2021st for Alvin Kamara. Nice. Uh, we on the Trade Addicts pod are big into Royce Freeman, so we definitely back your side on that. Absolutely. All right. And I know you're a new fledgling to these trades, but what guiding principle do you go into these with that you try and keep yourself to when you're evaluating or offering trades? Um, well, if, if I'm looking to kind of pick up a piece from someone, I always offer a trade that's close, um, but is favoring my side. So I don't my you know man. if if I'm sending out a, a just a dry, you know, cold cut offer to someone without having a conversation with them. I don't want to get in a situation where I'm sending them a trade that I wouldn't want to let go, you know, of, of players I wouldn't want to let go for that specific value. So I always try to send trades that are close, but like I'm expecting them to say, Hey, I don't like this trade. Can you counter? And then I, you know, I get closer and closer to like the trade that I would be fine with, you know, obviously, you know, everyone wants to win a trade. Like I, I would love to go into a trade where I get the most value out of the trade. Who doesn't like that? And, you know, we're playing a game, we're trying to win. So it makes sense. But you know, I don't also don't want to think them to think that i'm giving them like a disrespectful trade off where they're like i don't want to trade with this guy ever again so i like it to be close but you know nine times out of ten i'm not upset if they're like oh let's 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 revisit let's talk about so i'm like yeah and i'm like yeah sure let's talk like what, what you know what thing what do you think needs to change like oh i'd rather a second than your third i'm like that's it yeah sure no problem <laughs> done <laughs> right away done so yeah. um it, I, I i would just say send out feelers but make them close you know, so they're not disrespectful and people aren't, you know, assuming that you just want to kind of get one over on them. Yeah, I like it. The way I say it is you'd smile if they accept it, but you don't really expect them. Exactly. To. All right. So let's move on to some news because a couple of things actually finally happened and I feel like things are going to keep happening. Absolutely. And I'm excited about that because football coming up last full week of All football right. this this week. Next Thursday, right? Or next Wednesday? Something? Bears and somebody, I think? If they ever actually if they actually play the well, Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not like 40 degrees out like it's been, it was that year where they had to actually cancel the game. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. 
I mean, nobody actually wants to watch the Hall of Fame game, but you know, it's football, and we haven't seen football in forever. Yeah, I just wanna... so I, I want to watch that first like two drives, and you know, get bored and change the channel. Yep. All right, so Brandon Cooks got paid. He got five years, eighty million dollars, which is a lot of money. Does that affect anything for you? Um, I mean, I, I think it gives people reassurance on on what you know the Rams kind of have planned for him. So I think a big thing was you know he kept bouncing from team to team. So he was at the Saints for a couple of years and went to the Patriots last year and and then got traded away to the Rams for you know another first round pick. So I think in a lot of people's minds it was oh you know wh- what do they really have in store for him? You know he's kind of bounced around. He's like we know what he does. He's a deep threat, stretches the field. You know that that you know the value is going to be there, but you know is he there for the long term? Is there something that we can invest in those guys so i think that what we're going to see in adp over the next you know i would say couple weeks to a month is we're going to see him kind of shoot up the board a little bit i wouldn't say like skyrocket but he's going to move up you know three four places because people are going to feel a little bit more secure in drafting him um you know in that i would say you know third fourth fifth round like you know depending on obviously team number number of teams in the league but um around that spot they're going to be more kind of confident in getting him there yeah, I agree. It's if anything, this takes away that there must be something up with him that nobody wants to hold on to him, exactly. kind of thing. And that, I mean, every his biggest knock is inconsistency week to week. But now at least he'll be consistent year to year. Exactly. Uh, and also, this sort of, in my mind, backs up the fangirling that McVeigh was doing over Cook mm-hmm. in those videos. That's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, go buy Cooks, even though it's probably a little late. Uh, what do you think Cooks is worth now? That's my question. Uh, let's say Superflex because that's the way I like to talk. Um, like, what what pick equivalent do you think he's worth? Uh, or what did you think he was before this? All I mean, I thought he was like a. I thought like I'm. I mean, I'm just gonna go straight up here. Obviously, we're not talking about like other things kind of bouncing out the trade. But like, if yeah. someone like if I was sending someone like like a late first or a two. I, I would like I could see someone accepting that just because you didn't know what kind of he was worth. But like I would send a one for Cooks right now. I would send a 2019 one for Cooks, and I'm not really I'm not high on the 2019 class. Like I'm, like it's not something that like I don't want to have 2019 picks if I'm being honest. We'll talk about this when we get to uh, my uh, my trade targets later in the <laughs> later in the show. But mm-hmm. um, I would easily give up a 2019 first for for Cooks. Like no debate in my mind. Yeah, I think at this point it needs to be trending towards the earlier side yeah, absolutely. now that he's uh, solidified. All right, so speaking of people getting paid, let's talk about Le'Veon Bell not getting paid. Well, to be fair, he's getting paid, just not long term. Uh, to no one's surprise, I think, uh, Le'Veon Bell did not get a long term deal worked out with the Steelers. I don't think anyone thought he was going to. Now, do you have any thoughts that his value could even stay equal on another team? Um, I mean, he's, I mean, he's going to eclipse another like 400 plus touch season. And now the Steelers are going to definitely use him, um, down to the, down to the bones. If you know, if you would say, so uh, he's going to get a lot of mileage on him. But something I talked about in our podcast, uh, that released uh, Sunday morning was when we did our running back rankings that, you know, Le'Veon Bell is still, you know, top four, you know, fantasy football asset to me. Um, but going into next year, if I'm drafting dynasty, like I, I might take a guy like Saquon or like I don't like Kamara, but like I can see people arguing Kamara just because Le'Veon's going to get another 400 plus touch season, and then we don't know where he's going to go. So yeah, he could stay with the Steelers still technically, um, that's still on the table, but like he's betting on himself. So he's got to hope that a team is going to pay the amount of money that he wants, as you know he wants to be paid as an elite receiver and an elite running back, which I mean I think he is, but. 
I could see teams paying. Like, I could see the Jets paying that. Like, I, I can see specific teams, like, you know, giving him whatever he wants because of what he's done in the past. So, um, I, I think he still should be drafted where he's drafted. And then redraft, redraft, he should still be a top four. And I could see someone say, he should still be, you know, a top four pick, arguably, you know, number one, because he says he wants to play all 16 games. You know, he's not holding out. Like, he's, he's coming immediately. So, you know, that's something in redraft that I'm not avoiding. Like I'm still going to draft him high. Like he's the guy who he's supposed to be, but in dynasty, I may push him down a little bit just because I don't know where he's going to end up. Yeah. Uh, I will use this to buy Lev back mm-hmm. uh, because the dude's so good. so good. And I know that you, if you buy him now, you're buying it probably at the highest his price will ever be from now on, uh, short of someone crazy buying him to try and win a title later in the season. Because I don't think there's anywhere he can go short of San Francisco with McKinnon flaming out that would actually keep his value even the same as it is now. But I'll add him to the list of people that I will ride into the sunset on my roster because that's just how good he is. I mean, even 80% Le'Veon Bell is better than most of the running backs in the league. So I'll be fine with 80% Lev Bell in two years. Absolutely. I agree. All right, so let's move on to this very not exciting thing <laughs> that DeMarco Murray retired. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, I don't. I've been off of Murray for two years now. Yeah. Even when he was having that great season in, on the Titans two years ago, you sort of felt that it wasn't for the long haul. And then last year, all the injuries and all of that stuff, and it, it's Derrick Henry time. Don't give me that Deion Lewis stuff. I don't want to hear about it. Uh, but I guess... Uh, to me, this helps everybody in the NFL because, uh-oh, Murray's going to sign with the Colts. Uh-oh, Murray's going to sign with the Bills, and now he's not. Yep. All right, so I don't, I mean, I don't think we need to talk yeah, I don't, about Yeah, I don't that. care. We can move on <laughs> to Mark yeah. Murray. Okay. <laughs> don't care. All right, so what I forgot to actually tell you guys was that today we're going to be talking about some trade targets because I asked Coach X what he wanted to talk about, and he said, let's talk about trade targets. And I'm, at, I'm a good host. So <laughs> I, I let him talk about what he Great host, great host. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to start with wide receivers. I'm going to let uh, X talk about a few of the guys. I'll jump in if I feel like it, and then I'll list a few guys, and he'll jump in if he feels like it. So uh, get us started. Um, yeah, my first trade target is, is Corey Davis. This is a guy that I'm looking to kind of get as many shares of as possible. Um, I know he didn't flash what we thought he was going to flash in the regular season, but um, I like to look, you know, young receivers. I like to look at how they perform in the playoffs and how they're, you know, offensive coordinators target them, you know, during the most crucial parts of the season. So, you know, if you think about the Titans and, and what they did in the playoffs, they made a, a very, very small run and Marcus Mariota kind of took a step forward um, in his ability to be a field general and be a, you know, and this is not in the fantasy aspect, just be, you know, a, a leader on that team. And, and Corey Davis was peppered with targets in those two games to get 15 targets, uh, nine receptions, uh, 98 yards, and two touchdowns. So, that kind of provided me the extra kind of oomph that I needed to kind of, if I wanted to trade for him, I got what I, you know, I got what I wanted to see. So, you know, in, in leagues where I can't draft him, you know, maybe his, you know, he's, I'm I'm reaching a little bit or he doesn't fall where I want him to fall. I'm definitely trying to move some pieces and specifically some draft picks some 2019 picks um, to get him on my team. um, Cause I think he's truly going to be, you know, that, that number one wide receiver that Mariota looks for um, when he needs that crucial third down, when he needs that that deep ball in the corner of the end zone, I think he's going to kind of lean on Corey Davis. I think Corey Davis is going to be a, a breakout candidate for this year. Amen. Big on Corey Davis. Oh, yeah. um, who's next? Dub, 
Doug Baldwin is next. Um, I don't have any notes on Doug Baldwin. Like every time I see Doug Baldwin, I just I just want Doug Baldwin. I think I have four shares of him through the ten dynasty leagues I'm in right now, and um, where I drafted him at, I'm so happy. Um, two of those leagues, I have a Russell Wilson stack with him, so that's something that me and Savi, you know, who was on this podcast a, a couple weeks ago, are, are big on is finding those those stacks and, and kind of exploiting them to to the best ability and we like to kind of keep our stacks with our elite quarterback so aaron Rodgers, russell wilson um we try to actually stay away from carson Wentz. i'm not a big alshon jeffrey fan but um you know guys like that who can provide you know deshaun watson you know deshaun watson with will fuller and um deandre hopkins uh is is a big one for me too but um finding guys you can stack i think doug baldwin is is a crucial piece in that offensive with you know people are saying um brandon marshall went there right i mean he is yeah, there. Yeah, but he's probably going to be cut. But... He's probably a cut target. Um, but with Brandon Marshall going there, I know people were saying, oh, he's going to lose some targets. It's like, no, he's not. Like, like yeah. Doug Baldwin is, you know, Russell Wilson's security blanket. Probably actually his only security blanket left on that team. So um, if anything, yep. he's going to be peppered with more targets. So uh, I'm just big on trying to find Doug Baldwin, you know, on a lot of places. All right. Well, you already touched on the next guy a little bit. So bring it on. Yeah, I mean, Will Fuller, seven touchdowns with Watson. Um, you know, I I think the the explosive is there, and when he's healthy, we see what he can do. So I I would love, to, you know, and this is kind of like a filler. I mean, sorry, a feeler um, trade target. Somebody who I'm just like, oh, I hope he kind of works out, but I'd be willing to pay a little extra for him to to, to see to see what he's kind of got with a healthy Deshaun Watson, um, who's looking really really good for for preseason. So uh, Will Fuller, someone I'm looking at as well from the wide receiver position. Yeah, I mean, I love all of these. I'm a huge, always been a huge Corey Davis fan. Doug Baldwin's my boy. Hashtag no respect receiver. Yep. That all he does is produce. And I love the idea of Will Fuller. The reality of him is a little scary, but if you can get him as your third, fourth wide receiver, which you should be able to trade wise, even especially, then that's <clears> awesome. <throat> yeah, full on. Go get all those guys. And well, Baldwin and Fuller, you should be able to probably even get for later firsts at this yeah. point. Uh, Davis, I mean, to me, Davis, I think we talked about it in a past pod, less than the 101, more than the 102. So you'll have to spend to get Davis, but I'm with you. I think he'll double that soon. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's jump into mine. Uh, I was talking about with Lev Bell that I would ride him into the sunset on my team. Uh, I will also do that with Julio Jones, who is my first go-by wide receiver. Uh, I tried once or twice today and got shot down. Uh, We'll keep trying because I want more Julio shares. This guy will keep producing. He has such a safe floor of 12-ish, 100 yards and almost 90 catches. And then all that has, it's up and down with the touchdowns. And that's just with just about everybody. Unless you're DeAndre Hopkins or Devontae Adams, you fluctuate with touchdowns. <clears throat> so I'm all about buying some Julio Jones. Uh, next is a little more controversial, I guess. But I'm still all in on Amari Cooper. Yep. And I think now is probably the lowest you'll be able to buy him. Um, I don't trust Gruden's offense at all. But, I mean, he likes that number one receiver. He has said he's going to run the offense through Amari Cooper. And all we really have to go off right now is coach talk. So I'll embrace it because it helps my side of the argument. Uh, So I would go by Amari Cooper. I think you can get both of them for... I mean, it'll take an earlier first for both, if not maybe two mids. And I would be willing to do that pretty easily because I think these guys are players you build your team around. If you can get both of them, that's wonderful because you'll have two players I think will do well now. And then one is 
still like high school age, so you'll have him forever. Yeah. I mean, I think Amari uh, Cooper is, is a candidate to be a wide receiver one this year. Um, I would not be surprised if he finishes as the, the third-ranked wide receiver You know, after the season. I'm really big on Amari Cooper this year. Yeah, you are. That's 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 definitely bigger than me, but I, I like it. Uh, my last guy is Jarvis Landry, and I think, again, you could buy a little low because nobody knows with the new situation. Uh, Ian Rappaport was tweeting today about the Browns need wide receiver help, and I think that's insane. I was so confused at that. I saw that. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of that guy, unless you listen, in which case, big fan. <laughs> um, but no, big fan. A big fan. I just a big fan of Jarvis Landry. There you go. Uh, he. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is, whether it's Baker or it's Tyrod. They both like their safety blankets. It was Clay uh, in Buffalo, or it was Andrews in what was it Oklahoma? Yeah. Whatever the hell Baker played college. That my mind just went blank, but I got it right. So they both have their safety blanket guys, and that's just what Jarvis Landry is. Uh, he. I know he got paid to be a number one wide receiver, but I think as long as Flash is on that field, he's going to be that field stretcher. He's going to be that, you know, big route running guy. And if Jar- Jarvis Landry can still get all those targets, he'll be. It's the same as he always is. Another no respect guy. You, you pay like a late first for him, and he's going to be a wide receiver six. I, I mean, to me, this is it's silly that people are fading further away from him than they normally do. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't understand the the context. Like I can understand if people are fading Josh Gordon because Tyrod Taylor's there because Tyrod doesn't love to throw the deep ball, but like he, he's a check down type of quarterback. And like, so is Baker Mayfield. And what does Jarvis Landry thrive in the slot check down role? So why are you fading the guy that fits the profile of both of these quarterbacks? Like, I, I just don't understand the concept to me. I love Jarvis Landry. And I'm trying to, I have him in like almost all my leagues. Because people just keep fading him, and I just keep drafting him late. Like I think I got him in the seventh round in one of my drafts, like something stupid like that. Wow. Uh, that is- yeah, I was, I was like, sure, I'll, I'll gladly. I think I actually traded into that round because I saw he was dropping, and I was like, I'll give up. Well, I think I gave up like a 2019 first and a 2020 second or something like that, because like, I just didn't. Like I was like, I don't care. Like I'm, I'm moving up. I'm oh yeah, like, that, that's still. Better. Yeah, I was like, I'm, get, I'm getting him. All right, so you talked about this guy like four times already, but start your running backs off with Christian McCaffrey. Oh, man. I mean, first things first, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm a huge Cam Newton fan, so I watch a lot of the Panthers game. I stream a lot. I got stream every single one of their games. So um, while I'm an Eagles fan, the Super Bowl champion Eagles, um, I'm also a Cam Newton fan. <laughs> um, I'm also a Cam Newton fan, so I, I watch a lot of their games. So watching Christian McCaffrey last year, um, I just saw a lot in him. And in PPR, I don't, I don't – I don't see a running back, obviously, outside of the elite guys and, you know, that I would want to kind of round out my, my running back core to kind of be a, a second running back on my team. Um, he does it all in PPR. He's going to be peppered with targets this year. Cam Newton's going to get better throwing to him. Obviously, Cam Newton was a little rough because he's not that type of quarterback last year. You know, well, not that type of quarterback to adjust to him last year, but now they have a whole nother offseason to work together. I see a lot of thing, good things happening for Christian McCaffrey, so I'm I'm not trading for him really, like which is funny that we're on, you know, I put him in the trade targets, but because I'm drafting him everywhere. But if I wasn't drafting him everywhere, I would 100% be trading for him. So if you if the owner has him and they're not in love with him, go try to get him, guys. He's worth it. Like it. Um, next up, Zeke. Zeke's my running back one. That's all I have to say. I'm trade if I don't have him, I'm trading for him. Um, I'll give up a lot of stuff for him. Done. That's all I have to say. Yep. Keep it moving. That's my everyone. Um, Derrick Henry. So I don't understand why people are fading Derrick Henry so much. So, okay, I do understand the concept of it. They paid Deion Lewis like a starting running back. They're going to bring him in. He's going to be used. 
but that doesn't mean Derrick Henry's not going to be used. Derrick Henry's going to get all the goal line work, like, not, I wouldn't say all, but like, I think he's going to get like 80, 90, 90% of the goal line work, which touchdowns are a premium in, in fantasy football. If you're scoring a lot of touchdowns, you're going to be relevant. You may not be, you may not finish as an RB1, you may not finish as an RB2, whatever, but you're going to help your team win each week. And, and I think people try to look at stats in a vacuum, like, oh, if this guy didn't finish as running back, you know, 12 or higher, I don't really want him. Like, he, like he's not going to fit. Like, no, you need him to win you weeks. You need him to win you weeks. So if he can go in a week and win, you know, have two touchdowns and, and finish with, you know, 24 fantasy points, like, that's going to help you win a week. So go get the guy that's going to help you in a week. So people are fading him. I'm going, I'm trading for him. I think I have like four shares of him, four or five shares of him. I'm actually trying to work on my, my, my fifth or sixth, but, um, I, I love Derek Henry. And, and while, there is a situation where he could be used less than Deion Lewis. There's a situation where he's going to help me win weeks and he's going to provide some consistency from the touchdown department, kind of like how Rex Burkhead did last year for, for a short spurt of time. Yeah. I, I, I've been, I feel like I've been screaming against the wall where I don't understand why people think Deion Lewis is all of a sudden going to make Derrick Henry irrelevant. I, I mean, Oh, they brought in another running back. Of course they brought in another running back. No human being can withstand carrying the ball 600 <clears> times that a team runs the ball. They need other running backs. And yeah, Deion Lewis is good. Yeah, they paid him money. You need to pay good money to good players, and you need good players on a team. I mean, yeah, so what if that uh, you know Derrick Henry ends up with, what, 65% of the runs, and Deion Lewis takes most of the catches? Derrick Henry wasn't going to catch 60 passes exactly. anyway. <laughs> Like it's, they need they need to think that this guy is going to be the running back one or the running back eighty five. That's not how it works. No. Derrick Henry could be the running back ten on touchdowns alone, like you were saying. No. Like this, uh, yeah. No, we're going to move on because I also like who you're talking yeah, about. I feel, I feel like you're getting so upset, man. It's okay. It's okay. If we see if we had met up and had that beer, you could just take a sip of the beer and have a have a relaxing time. Uh, I'd be a lot more <laughs> relaxed if we were drinking and talking. But I'm gonna get I'm gonna get relaxed. You talking about the oh, Jet Jarek McKinnon? This is my guy. My um, so I, I found up an interesting stat and I kind of did some digging. But in Kyle Shanahan's offense um, in 2015 and 2016, um, Freeman and Coleman. Combined for 75 catches in 2015, 85 catches in 2016. So what that tells me is that Kyle Shanahan likes to do what? Throw the ball to running backs. And what does Jarek McKinnon do very well? Catch the ball from the running back position. So yeah. in a situation where he is now, you know, I'm going to say this loosely because I don't want anyone to get butt hurt, but um, no, the, no. the RB1 over in San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan loves to pepper his running back with targets. He doesn't have that second guy, like a guy like Tevin Coleman, where like, all right, th- this guy's kind of good. He can kind of sit behind him. Which I know Shanahan was really big on Joe Williams last year, and and Braid is still there, and Uzcheck's still there. But like, I just have a feeling like Jerry McKinnon. I don't think he's gonna rush for over a thousand yards. Like, I think he's gonna rush for like seven hundred yards, but he's gonna have like eighty receptions. Like, I'm I'm really big on him. Greater sign eighty receptions for Jerry McKinnon, and it's going to be screens. It's gonna be flare routes. It's gonna be, um, you know. In routes, it's going to be outright. Like he's he's going to move all over the field, and they're going to exploit a lot of people who think that you know they can cover Jarek McKinnon with outside linebackers and middle linebackers. Um, people are going to have to start putting cornerbacks or like slot cornerbacks on him coming out of the backfield because he's going to do a lot of exposing in Kyle Shanahan's offense, and I'm really excited for it to be honest. All right, well, I am also very excited for that and agree with everything you say. I have a trade alert. Oh. Uh, oh. 
Hold on, typing. All right, here we go. Live on the air trade completion. I just got the email. Uh, one dude that was uh, upset that I accepted the uh, trade with Rod before we started oh, no. for Jordan Howard. Uh, he came at me for Keenan Allen, which is silly because nobody's ever going to pay as much for Keenan Allen as I want them to. Okay. Uh, so I traded away Austin Safarian Jenkins in the trade with Rod, and that was my only starting quarterback. So I said, just like, give me a quarterback. So he sends me that deal with Keenan Allen. I'm like, all right. Dude, we're talking about tight ends. I said quarterback before, but I totally meant. Tight okay, end. that's what, that's what I was confused. About. I was like, I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> talking and reading at the same time doesn't work for me. I should really have learned that by now. So, all right. So I sent him Marlon Mack and Richie James for Mike Gesicki. Marlon Mack, and I like that. I like that. His his exact words were, "Why the hell not? I just want to do an on the air trade." Wow. So. I mean, both things are, they both happened. We did the trade, it's on the air, and uh, I like it. Why the hell not? By the way, I'm a big Mike Kosicki fan, so I'm all about that trade for you. All about it. I mean, I, I like the player a bit, but his situation. Yeah. I mean, I also, I own him and Albert Wilson, so whoever that safety blanket's, we've been saying safety blanket a lot on this show, but whoever that safety blanket's going to be, I got him. I love it. And we know Tannehill needs yeah, that. Yes, he damn sure does. So shout out to Dynasty Junkie FF. Shout out, Dustin. All right, uh, I'll post that poll afterwards because I, I can't read the type <laughs> and talk at the same time. All right, so let's recap real quick. Okay, well, w- wide receivers: Corey Davis, awesome. Doug Baldwin, awesome. Will Fuller, uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll uh, see. We'll see. Yeah. Julio, Amari, and Jarvis Landry. Uh, running backs, you gave us Christian McCaffrey, Zeke Elliott, Derek Henry, and Jet McKinnon. I love all of those. Now, I decided to deep dive with uh, the rest of my little suggestions over here. Uh, my first running back is Mark Walton of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh-huh. Now, here's my deal. This is definitely a next-year move because Gio Bernard is playing on the last year of his contract, and I don't think he will want to take the little money that the Bengals will want to pay him because they drafted Mark Walton. Mark Walton's good. He's not going to be any threat to Joe Mixon, but he can easily walk into that Geo role. And you, yeah, Geo role. <laughs> and you don't have to pay anything for him because he was just drafted, what, a fourth rounded rookie pick? Rookie draft? Four, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, throw, I mean, throwing future thirds, you know, it's like play money. I would easily throw a future third for the dart throw that is the secondary role in the Bengals' backfield because no matter what they do, they always play both of those. Oh, absolutely. And even like I feel like even if Marvin Lewis finally freaking leaves, Walton is good enough to earn a role in that offense anyway. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Th- I mean, I know that's probably the first thing everyone's going to think because the past three years is like, no, this is the year Lewis is gone. But. I swear, this is the year Lewis is gone, but I don't think it'll matter. I think Walton is good enough to earn his role, and I think it's worth the dart throw of a pick you're throwing anyway. Yep, I agree 100%. Uh, and my next one is Chris Carson. I like Chris Carson. I can't get over it. I want to like Penny, but he, first of all, just, I mean, I'm a Seahawks fan, and the fact that they spent a first-round pick on Penny just annoys me. 
for many, many reasons. Multiple reasons. But we're not going to get into that because that's not the point of the show. <laughs> but Chris Carson right now should pretty much be free everywhere because everyone is on the penny train. And you could just tell everyone, yeah, but don't forget that Seattle offensive line and everyone will just give you whatever running back you ask because their oh, they're offensive line is so bad. So bad. Terrible. But Chris Carson was so good. <laughs> it wasn't for a very long time. It was a very small sample size. But the dude was so good when he played. He was fun to watch. And, of course, I was watching the games anyway, but it was just something to just sit and stare at. The dude didn't like getting tackled, and he just so he wouldn't. I, I think you can get this dude for, you know, a nice compliment. Let them know their hair looks nice that day. They'll send you Chris Carson. <laughs> and I think it's completely worth it because even if I'm not saying he's going to beat out Penny just because of the freaking capital they put into him, but I don't think it's going to be a workhorse role for Penny. I don't think anyone behind that offensive line can withstand a workhorse role. So I think Carson's getting his plays and Carson is just as good of a pass catcher as Penny, because I know Penny is pretty good at catching the ball. So I think they could easily pull some sort of Freeman-Tevin kind of switch off where they'll pull him off for uh, runs at a, not runs, uh, drives at a time, and it won't really matter who's in. They'll just they'll just play the same offense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a low-risk situation for you as well. I mean, the great thing about Dynasty football is that you're playing kind of an opinion-based strategy where you're like, I think this guy is going to do X, so I'm going to trade him for Y, or I'm going to trade for him for Y, and and you have you know years, literally years to to see it come to fruition. It's not like redraft where you have to win this year and then you have a brand new team, so you make trades based on what they're doing right now. With Dynasty, the reason why I love it so much is that you can make a trade now and it can you know be beneficial in two seasons from now. So um, definitely, I like the deep dives for sure. All right, and don't forget. You know, men like try and pretend to be manly, but they always love a hair compliment. <laughs> Absolutely. Or like even eyebrows, man. You'd be surprised. Dudes take pride in their eyebrows. Yeah, man. I don't even have hair. Like, I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna say this so people know it visually. I'm a black guy, yeah. so like I have waves. So, like I don't I don't have like long luscious locks. <laughs> so like if someone <laughs> says, "Yo, your hairline looks really good," I'm like, "Oh, who do you want on my team? Like, what, what's up? <laughs> let's let's do a trade." <laughs> Chris Carson for saying your lines are your edges are exactly. Nice. All right, so let's get into quarterbacks. And again, this is only for super flex purposes. For one QB purposes, don't trade for quarterbacks. Yes, yeah, don't do that. Do you want? <laughs> All right. Do you want to start off? Or do you want me to start? Do you want to switch it up? Yeah, let's switch it up. Let's All right, because mine are one of mine is just gross. Yeah. Uh, go trade for Josh Allen, everybody. <laughs> this, I mean. You know, you get that little bit of bile build up in the back of your throat when you say his name, and I'm going to keep saying Josh Allen just to see how long I could say, many times I could say it before I get a little vomity. But Nathan Peterman's awful. I mean, it's really what it comes down to. Josh Allen was just drafted probably in the beginning of the second, and so you, you probably don't have to pay much more than that. So if you can get a starting quarterback in the NFL, and he's going to start this year for less than a first-round pick, you do that because they're gold in Superflex. They're steady. It takes a really special kind of guy to not be playable in Superflex at the quarterback position. And while no one is a big Josh Allen fan, the hate is just not real. It's, it's unbelievable. So I say go get Josh Allen. You can probably get him for cheap. I mean, I would throw Andy. I th- oh, man, I think... Uh, it was a few weeks ago that Brian even said, like, throw Andy Dalton and something 
for Josh Allen. Yeah. And I think your team is off better Abs- in the long run. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I agree. Yeah. Go do that. And then my next guy is Jameis Winston. Yep. Now, Trade for him now. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, people are very turned off to him as a human being, which I get. And But let's face it, fantasy football is not about being a good person, unfortunately. Uh, he is always going to be a starter in the NFL until he, even maybe if he straight up murders someone, there's been a few murderers come back to still be stars. Uh, he will get, always get a chance. And I think, again, as long as they're starting in the NFL, they should be starting in your Superflex team. Uh, maybe just not Joe Flacco. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you can probably get him pretty cheap now because the suspension and especially since it's still the off season, people are, uh oh, there's talk about Tampa not wanting to bother with the mess that he is. Yeah, they're going to bother with the mess that he is because they spent the first overall pick on him. So go trade for Jameis Winston if you can pull him somehow being your quarterback three, that would be baller. And I think you'd be able to flip him once he comes back because people forget how well he finished last yep. year. I mean, he was hurt. He missed a few games. He came back and then two games later was putting up 20 something points a week. And, you know, that's a dream in Superflex. So go get Jameis Winston. Yeah, I mean, he, he does some, some crappy stuff and. We don't like that in the real world, but in fantasy, I could care less about what he does. To be honest, like in fantasy football, like if he's gonna help me win, you know, after week four, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pick him up. In real life, I probably wouldn't want anything to do with him, you know, team wise, just because you know the type of stuff he's done. But um, fantasy, you know, go trade for him. He's he's definitely gonna be worth it. And this is you're gonna get him for pretty low, especially in a super flex league right now. Um, and he's gonna be a big part of your team moving forward. So I agree with you. Um. Who's mine? Oh, Philip Rivers. <laughs> Philip Rivers. Um, so before I'm gonna preface this by saying the Chargers are my dark, <coughs> my dark horse favorite to get to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Um, and, I can buy and it. for them to do that, Philip Rivers has to play well. Like their defense, their defense is good, but I really think Philip Rivers is is one of the upper echelon quarterbacks, and he kind of is in the same category as Matt Stafford for me. I try to get both these guys in a lot of dynasty leagues I'm in because they fall so late and I can kind of stack my team with more running backs, more wide receivers, and then pick up, yep. you know, talent, you know, that usually finishes around QB one, which is the top twelve quarterbacks in, in you know, in rank wise. Like Matthew Stafford's super underrated and I think before the season starts when I release my my final QB rankings, I'm gonna have Matthew Stafford five. And I'm gonna hear a lot of backlash for it, but I think I'm gonna do it because I think he's I think he's you know, up there, and I think hopefully with a new system, like I know he doesn't have a new offensive corner, but a new system around him, like hopefully he uh, he takes that next step up to be super, super elite. So, um, uh, but with Phillip Rivers, I kind of have that same vibe. Um, you know, he gets Mike Williams back from injury. Keenan Allen took a huge step forward coming back from that uh, injury that he had two, two years ago, technically. Um, Melvin Gordon is slept on as a run back um austin eckler is behind him who catches passes very well um i know hunter henry going down kind of hurts him um but um mm-hmm. i think that i think it could help i think that's a role that mike williams kind of slides right into um that hybrid like evan ingram type role where he's not going to obviously be a tight end but he's going to be you know all over the field in the middle as a bigger guy kind of being a, a big security blanket for philip river so um i'm hoping philip rivers takes a takes a, a big push here and i'm i'm kind of targeting him in a lot of leagues to have like three or four shares of him um 
my other guy is Marcus Mariota. Um, like we said, like I said earlier, I'm big with stacks, and I talked about Corey Davis up up there a little bit earlier. Um, Marcus Mariota is a guy that is going to get you the rushing stats, and if if you are playing um, fantasy football, uh, rushing quarterbacks tend to be a lot more valuable than you may think they are going to be. Um, Cam Newton always finds himself, you know, in that top. 10 top five discussion because you know he has eight touchdowns you know rushing during the season russell wilson's always up there because he always gets you know 400 500 rushing yards per season um you know i think deshaun watson's gonna be the next guy that kind of remains up there i don't think he's getting as many as them but he'll be around the 300 400 range with a couple touchdowns so um for a guy that people are kind of sleeping on a guy you can get after marcus i mean after uh, matthew stafford and philip rivers uh, marcus Mariota is is you know, the, one of the quarterbacks that I'm trying to target um, to get on my team for a, kind of a reduced price. Okay, that's my boy. You don't got to convince me. Love him. Yeah, and especially because it goes along with the Corey Davis yep. talk that we were doing before. I Mariota was hobbled a little bit last year, and <clears throat> another thing that people don't really recognize, and he's just so damn efficient. The only knock against him that I will accept is the one Brian keeps throwing at me, is that he's a little... Well, he's little. I, I was <clears throat> trying to find another way to say it, but he's... I mean, nobody's Cam Newton size. Let's no, put it that yeah. way. But I mean, he he's a he's, he's skinny a too. Frame. He's skinny yeah. too. Like Russell so that's, Wilson, I mean, that's, but he's like skinny. So like, yeah. yeah. So that's a little scary, but I'll take it while I can get it. You're not paying too much for him right now, like you've been saying. Yep. So uh, I'd ride that. I'm I'm all in on Mariota this year. So I like it, and I think I've drafted Philip Rivers in at least half of my superflex startups this year. Just because, like, he gets so late, and he's good. I mean, yeah. you don't need you don't need the number one quarterback in a superflex league. Of course, it's a nice luxury, but like you said, you're you're running up on all those wide receivers and running backs, and you can still get number twelve QB and Philip Rivers eighteen rounds later. So, I mean, that was a completely made up. Number. <laughs> not going in the eighteen. I hope not. I'll draft him there too. I'll draft him before that. But you can get him so much later than everyone else, yeah. and you're not getting that big of a drop off in points. So, rock on. That's... I love both of those picks. Uh, apparently, you did not put any tight ends on the list, so I'll go through my two. Uh, I also went a little uh, deep dive on these tight ends. I love them. Uh, first is Jake Butt. First of all, I like saying Butt, and second of all, he is good. He was hurt at the end of was he? He got hurt at the end of the college season, right? Yes, yes. And he, you know he missed all of last year, so nobody really remembers. But this guy's coming out comp to like Jason Witten, mm-hmm. and that is everything you want because he will always be on the field. He will always be there for third down catches, and he will be scoring some touchdowns. Uh, th- and I love the Broncos' offense. I low key am in love with them, <laughs> just with everything that they're doing. I mean, I love Manny and DT, and I love all the young guys on their team, So, and Jake Butt is one of them. You, again, another one, like maybe you say, dude, your whole hair game is on point. You know, Let him know their hair and their eyebrows are nice, <laughs> and maybe they'll give you a Jake Butt. Because he's, a, especially in tight end premium leagues, which most of leagues are these days, you'll have to pay something just because he's a tight end that has the chance to be started. Exactly. But it, I don't even think it should take a second to get it. It won't take much, we're talking no. like current. It won't take yeah. much. And honestly, even if we're talking current picks, I'd pay a later second for him at this point because late second's just as much of a dart throw as a guy who should be starting in a premium spot. Uh, next is Ian Thomas, and this is another one of those next year kind of deals. 
Uh, Ian Thomas is the tight end on the Panthers yep. that was just drafted this year. I think it was in like the fourth round, which is pretty decent capital for a tight end. And Greg Olson is, oh man, I almost called him old, but I'm older than he is. But football years, he's old, but he, not but, and I, I love bringing up the Monday Night Football gig because I just love picturing him and Jason Witten doing a play-by-play call. Uh, <laughs> so I, I just don't think Greg Olson is long for the league. He is making his exit strategy. He has back problems. He has leg problems. While Olson is on the field, you want a piece of him. But right now, the only thing behind him is Ian Thomas. So I think he's a great stash. Yep, I agree. Uh, again, a guy you don't really have to pay much for. The only thing is, again, it's a tight end in a tight end premium league, most likely. And honestly, if it's not a tight end premium league, you probably don't really have to bother. I mean, he could be on the wire for a little bit longer until later in the year. You just might be screwed if uh, Olsen goes down. Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian Thomas's claim to fame is like the dude has 12 inch hands or something. <laughs> so you know he's not going to drop the ball because he can engulf the ball in his hands. Yeah, they just swallow it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so those are my tight ends. And you alluded to what you're going to talk about now earlier. So hit us. I have a miscellaneous trade target. Um, I don't try to just go after these. I kind of just try to get them in packages, like, you know, trades I'm, I'm already kind of talking about um, from the guys that we talked about earlier. But uh, 2021st are valuable to me. And I've traded away 2019 first for 2021st straight up. Um, I've traded. I've gotten 2021. Wait, wait, wait! I want you to say that again. You just you traded a 2019 first mm-hmm. for a 2020 first. Straight up, straight, straight up. up, straight up. Like like right now, like like a week ago. Um, and it's not because it's just because I have more faith in the classes coming out in 2020. Um, so I'm just gonna read off a couple names. Um, and you tell me what you think of it. And if you don't watch college football, you might not know. But um, yeah, I was about to say I'm not gonna be much help on this one. But give it's me okay. A try. Um, so Jake Fromm, who's a quarterback from University of Georgia. Uh, I know that name. Tua Tagliova, I don't know how to pronounce his name, uh, the guy from Bama who started, who came in the national championship game um, to throw the game-winning touchdown. Um, Jerry Judy, who caught a touchdown in the national championship game from Bama. Uh, DJ, DK Metcalf, who's from Ole Miss, uh, long, lanky, fast receiver. J.K. Dobbins, who is probably going to be my RB1 in that class uh, from Ohio State. Uh, he has a lot of similarities to Ezekiel Elliott, uh, and he's shown very, very – very, very dynamic flashes um, in his rookie year. I mean, his freshman year. Najee Harris, uh, the next Bama running back, next great Bama running back. Uh, Tyler Vault from USC. And then uh, probably my running back, too, Jonathan Taylor. He he broke AP's rookie rushing record. Wow. Like, so so you got to be good to do that. So, um, but, you know, there's obviously more names on that list because I wouldn't just do it for five people who could, you know, end up not being anything. But um, right. that class is loaded for me, um, and it's something that I'm really looking forward to. So, um, if I can, tr- I think I have in my one league, I have six 2020 first round picks in a 10 team league. In a 10 team league. So, okay. um, I'm going to get whoever I want. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and my team is actually not bad either i have you know it's funny is i have Mariota on that team i have rivers on that team um i have Baldwin on that team i have um mccaffrey like i have a lot of the trade targets that we talked about so what you're telling me is you did zero reason <laughs> zero preparation for this no that, for this chat that, and you just went straight to that team. well that's the newest team that i did and when i was looking at the trade targets that's who i like went after so it kind of worked out perfectly but um that roster is filled with a bunch of young guys as well um that kind of we don't know how they're gonna 
shape up. So it's like they have like guys like Kiki Kute, um, who's a young guy from from Houston Texans. Um, I have uh, Mark Andrews, a tight end from Baltimore. So I have a lot of young guys. Like that team is like if we're looking at the average like age of a team, um, that team's average age is probably like twenty five or something something crazy like that. Um, but those twenty twenty picks, and I don't plan to win anytime soon. It's kind of you know when you're in so many dynasty leagues, you kind of need one that is fun, and you want to yes. you want to do a bunch of stuff with. So that was kind of the one for me. So it's a ten team, um, two QB league with like three running backs, four wide receivers. Like it's like expanded rosters for like the you know the shortened amount of teams. And I kind of just was like, I'm gonna trade away a bunch of stuff. I traded away like my first round pick and my second round pick or something like that, and just got a bunch of you know picks later in the draft i have stefan diggs on that team i have marvin jones so i have like a younger team but like it's just i kind of want to see what the 2020 class can shape up and if i can put my money where my mouth is um i figured i'd do it in at least one of my leagues you know not not all of them so um that's where i'm kind of sitting there i'm really excited about that baller in like three four five years that team is just going to be in yeah if i'm not winning championships in four years then i should <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 gonna give my team up for orphan <laughs> At that point, they'll be very thankful for all the money you donated to them. Exactly. <laughs> all right, so that was all of our trade targets. That was fun. Yeah, we actually agreed way too much. I don't think we disagreed on any of them, which I guess is kind of boring. But I don't. Yeah, care. we can't do another episode. Then we got to at least disagree one time on the next one. When you go, when you come on the my podcast, just like let's not agree on anything. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> care how much I like whatever you're saying when I'm on your show. I'm just going to be such a jerk <laughs> about all of it. All right, so now we're going to get to some Trade Addicts trades because that's what we do. Uh, let's talk about a Trade Addicts 1 trade. Ah, trade Addicts Leagues, 12 teams, Superflex, PPR, tight end premium. There you go. All right. Baker, Mayfield, and Le'Veon Bell for Odell Beckham Jr. Ooh. Now, see, this one involved me, so I'm going to let you talk. Yeah, um, I think I saw this actually on the um – on the vote, and I think I is a super flex, right? I think I picked the Odell Beckham mm-hmm. side, um, just because I don't know. Like I think I just got finished watching his video, his workout video. <laughs> I think I was scrolling down my timeline, and like I scrolled to his video, I was like, oh my god, what type of catch is he making? And then I scrolled down, I guess all the straight, and I think I just clicked Odell Beckham, and I was like, nah, it's got to be Odell. Like I just watched his video, it's, he's ridiculous. Um, but you know, look looking deeper, I, I can see both sides. It's like I, I like the Baker Mayfield Le'Veon side. If Baker Mayfield is going to live up to that number one pick hype, this trade is going to be a landslide for whoever got the Baker Mayfield side. Um, if he ends up struggling a little bit in the, you know the first couple years, two three years, um, you know this trade will be a little bit closer. And I think Odell side will take it if he continues to be the same um, Odell self. But this this trade is close and it's it's good for both sides. If you know if I can think about what they were trying to do. So it's funny. The reason this one happened is I I traded away Baker and Le'Veon. Okay. Uh, I was bored, and I was like, "All right, I got some bees that are getting traded off my team. <laughs> like, who wants who wants Baker and Bell?" And what's funny is there's a dude John in the league that says, "Too bad you don't have Beckham on your team. I trade for him." <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay." So I threw Baker and Bell for Beckham, and it's, I didn't think it was gonna, honestly. I didn't think it was going to get accepted because I didn't think the dude would take it for Odell. But he did, and then, of course, John backs out of trading for Odell. And, I mean, to say I'm stuck with Odell is a little wrong. Yeah. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love hashtag always Odell, man. He's, he's my one on one. I'm thrilled this happened. Uh, Twitter is just as 
wow, what the hell? Split on this one. I'll just go with that because my brain sort of blanked for a second on anything else to say. Uh, 52-48 in favor of Odell Beckham Jr. So I don't care how close that is. Toot toot, I win. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not close enough. Yeah. It's still a win. Hey, we have a closer one. Uh, not this one, though. Uh, Trade Addicts 3, we have Joe Flacco for a 2019 second. This one was actually 24% to 76% in favor of the 19th second. And while I don't really care too much about this trade in general, like specifically the actual opposite of general, I just want to point out that this goes back to what we were saying before. A starting quarterback should not be traded this cheaply. Yeah, at all. Even if he's your quarterback three, that serves a purpose. You know, bi-week replacements and injury insurance are huge because it's i don't know a team that has won a super flex team without starting two quarterbacks yeah every week and yeah it's only two weeks unless you're screwed and your quarterbacks have the same bye week and you're, you're really screwed it's only two weeks but having a guy that's still going to put up definitely double digit points where i'd have to say most of the time flacco puts up double double digit points and this is still probably the best receiving core he's had in a while so to me, I picked Joe Flacco, and most of Twitter did not, but I also assume that most of them didn't read that it was super flex. No. So, yeah, I, I assume you're on Flacco also? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm on the 2019 second side. Like I, like, I understand. Like, I agree with everything you just said, and, like, I don't, like, like, I understand completely, but, like, I just don't have faith in Flacco personally. But, like, value-wise, you shouldn't, like, you shouldn't be able to get a starting quarterback for the 2019 second. Me, personally, I... Not that I would do this trade, but I just would rather have the 2019 second because I just think Joe Flacco might lose his job before the season even starts. <laughs> even starts? Yeah, yeah. Bold. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I mean, I guess, like if he does, I'm not going to be surprised. But, like, I don't know. Lamar Jackson, that, that's I, my guy. That's my guy. Uh, don't get me wrong. Lamar Jackson, I hope, want him to be awesome because he is awesome, yeah. and I want it to be awesome in the NFL. But I think that's way too soon for him to – Oh, yeah, he definitely needs there. time. All right, well, I think I'm just going to cut all of that out and make it seem like you agreed with me somehow through the magic of editing. Just, just start it right now. Like, I agree with you, Brian. I agree with you about everything. I mean, uh, honestly, I agree with you about everything. I'm way too lazy to edit all that out. <laughs> so, everybody, just forget the past 20 seconds happened and just remember the fact that he said he agrees with not Brian. Not Brian. All right, so let's go to our last trade on the list, another Trade Addicts 3 trade. This is not necessarily a baby trade, but a little bit of a trade. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton and Calvin Ridley for Carrion Johnson. Now, this is the reason I put this in because, first of all, the magic of Twitter. This one had 175 votes, Jeez. which you'll notice is an odd number, but ended 50-50. Yeah, yeah, I'm confused. Right. I'm so perplexed. I, yeah, Twitter didn't want to announce a winner for some reason. So, well, what if some fuck- what if you got the number of votes wrong though? What if it's not Twitter's fault? I, dude, that's messed <laughs> up. I mean, Brian normally does get the Twitter poll results, so there is always the chance I screwed this up. But I remember looking like, what? All right. As I typed it. So unless I read it wrong in the first place, nobody fact-checked any of this because I can't imagine you care enough. No, no, no. 175 votes, 50-50. Number one on your podcast, I agree with everything you say. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So what side do you take on this? Um... This is tough. This is definitely like a 50-50 type of trade because like you don't know what what Carrion Johnson is going to be like. He's definitely in a situation where, you know, he could potentially 
carve out a role and and next year when Blunt is gone or retires or something like he's definitely going to be one of the last backs. I think Amir Dola gets traded before the season starts. By the way, um, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. I have a couple shares of him, um, but like. I really like what Deshaun Hamilton could do in that offense as well, um, and you know, for the Broncos. And then I love Calvin Ridley, especially you know with the Julio knows that Julio news of them not figuring out a deal. Like obviously, I know he can still work out something next offseason, but like definitely look, is looking up for Calvin Ridley. So I like both sides. I'm going to take the carry on Johnson side just because I tend to to like lean running back more um, when I'm building my team. But um, this is definitely a, a good even trade for both sides. See, to me, I would draft Calvin Ridley before I draft a carry on Johnson. That's just what it comes down really? to. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, From my first rookie draft to the end, I think Calvin Ridley came before carry on Johnson. Hmm. And I still stick with that. So, to me, the extra pick is on the wrong side. And while I don't know if Deshaun Hamilton will ever really be a fantasy-relevant player, I love him as an NFL player. So I want him to be fantasy relevant. So to me, that's just bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been trying to get carry on Johnson somewhere, and I haven't been able to do it. I guess that just uh, goes along with what just happened, and maybe I'm still a little too low on him, even though I'm trying to buy him. But to me, still, Calvin Ridley, I mean, it's only like maybe two picks, three picks, and in a rookie draft, that's like nothing. But I still think Calvin Ridley should come before carry on Johnson. And that also is because I am hashtag team wide receiver. Yeah. So we're opposite. So let's let's so get in the trade acts for let's talk some trades, man, for some running backs, wide receivers. Yeah, so we're gonna do like some survivor thing where people get voted off the island and I'm gonna take over someone's team so somebody doesn't damn trades in the I'm game. all about it. I just offered three trades, so I'm ready to go. Yeah, just seriously, waiting for trade addicts for people, if you actually listen to this show, where if you don't, I'm gonna go in that chat room and find out who doesn't and yell at you. <laughs> because damn it, those are my leagues and you should listen to every word I say. And two, because you should trade. It's fun it's a trade addicts league and don't yell at me when i tell you to trade like you did last (laughs) all right so i haven't been paying attention to how long we've been running let's talk about the trade i did with uh rod or savvy like you call him uh okay i traded away jordan howard stefan diggs and austin safarian jenkins and received alex collins randall cobb and mike evans Oh, that's interesting. I don't want to write that down though, because I'm uh, I want I gotta look. I gotta. I'm a visual person, you know. I gotta I gotta visualize. All right, say it again. <laughs> Jordan Jordan Howard, Howard. Stefan Diggs. Diggs. Austin Safarian Jenkins. ASJ. For Alex Collins. Collins okay. Randall Cobb. Cobb. Mike Evans. Oh. Oh, no. I mean. So Howard greater than Collins. Mm-hmm. Evans greater than Diggs. Mm-hmm. Tight end premium. Mm-hmm. What's your tight end? Wait, are you giving away SJ or are you taking them? Giving oh my, I give him away and my. Well, I just traded for Mike Kosecki. Oh so. yeah. But even still, I, I don't care about premiums. To me, tight ends are just kind of crap. I, so, I like the. I like the. Uh, I don't know. This that's close. That's really close. See, what's funny is like I traded in this league. <laughs> in this league, I screwed up. I didn't click enough buttons, and I traded away Mike Evans for Marcus Mariota, pretty much. Wait, what? Yeah, I told you I didn't click oh, enough. Like no. I wasn't paying attention when I was clicking buttons, and when the trade went through, and I'm like, oh, nice. One of my trades went through. What did I do? Oh, what did I do? <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, it was a very and I got Stefan Diggs that same day. Like I did like four trades to try and, you know, clean up my mess. But now I have Mike Evans and Marcus Mariota on my team. So I'll just say my evil plan finally came to fruition. This was my plan all along. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. All right, so the way – okay, first of all, the original offer uh, was just Collins and Evans for Howard, Diggs, and Ian Thomas. So Rod knew what he was doing coming after one of my guys. Did you leak my uh, player uh, target list? I did not. Is that I did happened? not. I, I even uh, put so it on I, my, my personal email, not my top shelf email, so that's <laughs> how you couldn't see it. <laughs> so like, I knew that was close, and honestly, I even thought about accepting it, but I'm like, no, let's see what I can get away with. So I added Cobb to it. And he came back with, all right, well, if you want Cobb, then we need to switch into Austin Safarian Jenkins. And honestly, I don't like ASJ. I think Jacksonville is a mess. I don't think anything will be consistent out of there. I don't think, if anything, ASJ is going to get touchdowns. I don't think he's going to get a lot of actual catches, which case the premium doesn't mean all that yeah. much. So I was completely fine. Like I did that fake, ooh, let me think about it. So that I, I didn't want to seem too. Yeah, weird. you're like, oh, let me, let me, let me, let me check some stuff out. I mean, while you're yeah, just let like, me, let, let me, cr- you're just setting your lineup. Let me crunch some. You're just setting your future lineup with that minute. <laughs> yeah, so I was all about this trade. I love Mike Evans. I keep trading him away because people keep coming after him for and giving me a very good deal for him, and I have a trading problem. So I'm glad to have him back. I also traded away Alex Collins, even though I keep saying to trade for him. So I love having him back. And I am so easily impressed upon, and everybody has been talking about Jordan Howard lately, and it has only been great or terrible and nowhere in between, and my brain has started to hurt that I wanted him off my team. Like, I was not on for this roller coaster ride. I want it yeah. off. So I got guys that I like. Alex Collins and Randall Cobb were both buys for me, and I love Mike Evans. And I am very, very sad to see a share of Stefan Diggs go. I love Stefan Diggs. I mean, I, I won't know. Yeah, I know. I love him so much. I won't know. I don't know if I would say I quote unquote won this one, which I guess we'll find out in 24 hours when Twitter tells me if I did. But I think it's fair. And I just, I love my side. And I know he, it his side made his team better. Also. Yeah, I mean, it's so, good. It's I, fair. I like it helped it. out both sides. And, you know, you, like obviously the Twitter polls, you know, that that's what you use to value your, the, the stuff that you guys do. But, like, you, you can't be mad at the value you got back. If it made your team better, it made your team better. And I think that's something that. You know, everyone who makes trades need to realize, like, yeah, like people are going to disagree with your trades. People are going to say, oh, the the trade wasn't good for you, or the trade was good for you. But they don't know all all the parts of your team, or or what you did to kind of get to this point, or what you trade, you know, what you trade away, what you're looking to trade for still. So, you know, do what you guys want to do. You know, make your trades and 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 be happy with with your product moving forward. Yeah, I like it because I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, we have been recording for about an hour, and it is officially past my bedtime. I need to go cozy into bed, watch some cartoons until it's time to actually pass out. Thanks for coming on. It's been awesome. I Before I even started the podcast, we've been talking about getting on, yeah. you know. So it's cool that it finally happened. And next time, pizza, beer, and podcast. Absolutely, man. Man, we should start a podcast Yo, called Pizza, Beer, and it Podcast. Could be, it could be a spinoff of both of our podcasts where we just – Eat pizza eat and drink pizza, beer. Drink and beer. Talk about and, our own podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love it. We're gonna do it, and let's freaking fly uh, Rod back here. He's back to Jersey. Yeah, he doesn't want to come back to Jersey. Though. He hates Jersey. I don't care, man. We're taking a, we're, for this. He'll come back. We'll fly him back once okay. a week. We'll start a Patreon. All right, I'm fine with it. Done. <laughs> All 
<laughs> nice. Uh, we'll make sure to tell Rod about it. No, just surprise him. <laughs> all, right. all right. We got your tickets. All right. Uh, so before we sign off, again, tell everybody where they could find you and all the stuff. You, uh, you can find me on Twitter, my personal, at Xavier J. Warner. I do a lot of stuff on there. But um, our podcast is uh, Podcast D, Podcasts podcast i don't know how to say it, plural of podcast um uh our podcast twitter is at top shelf dff uh we post we retweet polls uh we follow back everyone um we have gra- beautiful graphics coming so you know feel free to look at that retweet like talk to us ask us questions yeah, i need to get on this marketing manager that you guys Mar- got i need some marketing director man directors oh man i did not mean to demote <laughs> that guy i apologize for the lack of respect disrespect man <laughs> He was gonna make you. A, he was gonna make you a graphic too, and now you messed it up. No, <laughs> I'll make it up to you. Join a league I'm in. I'll trade you something cheap. <laughs> Just tell me your hair nice. All right, that's co- that's collusion. I I take yeah, that don't back. Do that. You'll get you'll get no, banned. Dude, just off air, man. Okay, so you have a podcast, Top yep. Shelf at. Top shelf, at top shelf DFF. We're at top shelf. We're top shelf DFF on everything. So if you just type in top shelf DFF on the website, I mean on Google search, you'll find us. If you type it in Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, or not, not YouTube. Well, technically we're on YouTube. We don't have anything up yet because we're still we're gonna start that up. I think during the season. So um, you know, feel free to look out for that. But top shelf DFF everywhere. Websites up with rankings and articles and all that stuff. So good to go. Awesome. All right, man. This was fun. Let's do it again. And uh, good night. See ya.